Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Pastor's Pad, a daily reflection about life with Jesus. I hope that you all had an incredible Holy Week. You had a chance this past week to reflect on the events that led up to the uh, arrest and crucifixion, the death of Jesus, and then ultimately the resurrection of Jesus. He is alive, the tomb is empty, and that means so much to us. And not only is the tomb empty, um, but that people saw the Lord. In fact, the Apostle Paul gives an account of all the people in 1 Corinthians 15, all the people that saw Jesus after his resurrection. The gospel writers said it wasn't just a ghost or a spirit. They actually talk about Jesus eating with them, munching on a broiled fish and eating fish along the side of uh, the lake in the morning uh, with breakfast that Jesus prepared. He allowed Thomas to put uh, his hands and his side uh, just to make sure he was real. He talks about flesh and bones. Uh, There's so many things that tell us that Jesus actually rose from the dead, his body uh, in flesh and blood. And uh, I don't know about you, uh, but there's so much to Easter week. It is the reason for our faith. Um, And so for me, I need a little extra time to digest and reflect and, and sit on it, sit on that. And I'm that way at Christmas too. Um, you know, I, I hate for it to go by and just not spend significant time reflecting on what it means for me because I want these moments. Um, I want these celebrations. I want these reminders to have an impact on my life, a lasting impact. And so I do a lot of reflection and I sit in the moment. Um, and I know that we live in a world today that uh, people love to have proof of everything. Like something doesn't happen, it's not real, and thus there's hard evidence and proof. And though we have plenty of that in the Christian story and in the Christian faith, there's always going to be mystery. If there wasn't mystery, then God would be nothing more than a human construct. He would be something that we could all explain away. Um, but there's always going to be more to it. I think to the story of Job um, and Job uh, going through this situation that he does and his friends talking to him and counseling him and telling him what's really going on. And, and Job gets to a place where he's like, you know, Lord, I just wish I'd never lived instead of suffering this way. And God comes back and questions him and 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 says things like, you know, Job, where were you when I made the foundations of the world? Well, turns out uh, that Job wasn't there when God made the foundations of the world. And God asks him these things in essence to say that God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. If they weren't, he'd just be made up by humans. Um, so there's always going to be mystery. And of course, uh, in, in the history of the world, there's never been a resurrection uh, like Jesus. There have been people that have uh, died and, and come back after a very short time, not three days uh, like Jesus. Um, and, uh, and so it's, it's powerful. It's amazing. It'll always be somewhat of a mystery. But there are a few things that can point us in the direction that this story is real. Um, you know, there's not many historians today, credible ones, that argue whether or not Jesus was a real historical figure. Well, there's not many credible historians that argue whether or not Jesus had a following and this same Jesus was arrested and crucified by Pontius Pilate at the uh, request of the religious leaders. What comes into question is what happened next. Of course, he's laid into a tomb. Um, Joseph of Arimathea, a Jewish ruler, 
who uh, was admi admired Jesus along with Nicodemus, another uh, Jewish ruler. Uh, they come to Pilate and ask for the body. Uh, they haven't publicly proclaimed Jesus because they were afraid of being kicked out of the Sanhedrin and the synagogue. And so they, they, they come to him now. And I think they did actually risk a lot. Um, of course, they you know waited until Jesus had died. But, you know, they came and they, they risked a lot to ask for Jesus's body. It's possible that the Jewish leaders that were um, trying to put Jesus um, make make sure he was dead um, and ask Pontius Pilate to put guards at the tomb. It's possible that those leaders were there at the same time that Joseph and Nicodemus were there to ask for Jesus' body. So, um, but there there are some proofs uh, to the resurrection then that happened uh, on Sunday. One of those proofs is that during this time, um, if you wanted to make up a story, so if the disciples uh, kind of got together and they said, you know, Jesus said that this was going to happen and that his body would, he would raise up in three days. So on Sunday, let's go in and steal his body and then we'll make up a story and we'll tell everybody about it. If that was going to be the case, if you were going to make up a story and you wanted it to be believable, you would not have used women as the main characters in the story. Women's testimony was not as credible as a man's testimony. And so here in the story with the Gospels, you have Mary Magdalene is the main character in the Gospel of John. In fact, in John, Mary is the first person that Jesus appears to. That's huge. Um, but there are other women at the tomb and when you read the other gospels, so you wouldn't have had women be the center of the story. So it's one of those details that it's so crazy in that time that it, that it must be true. So the idea that they had women as main characters in the story is important. Um, there's another piece of it um, that's interesting too. And the Gospel of John takes note of this. He says that uh, he saw the linen clothes. When Peter and John went into the tomb, they saw the linen clothes lying there and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus's head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded up in a place by itself. Um, now this one's just a really interesting uh, kind of detail to the story. Why was the cloth that covered Jesus's face folded up um, and, and laid on the table? Why did John include that little detail? Well, as customs had it in these days, um, if you were wealthy enough to have a servant, um, uh, when you were eating, that servant would stand around the table somewhere um, and uh, they would watch you to see if you needed anything. Uh, but if you had to get up from the table, let's say you were finished with your meal, you would wad up your napkin and you would throw it onto the table. When the servant saw that, they would knew, know that you were done, you weren't coming back to the table. But if you had to get up from the table in the middle of the meal and you were going to come back to the table, you weren't done yet, then you would fold up the table, the, the, the napkin and you would put it on the table. And when you did that, it sent the servant a signal that you're not done, you're coming back. So Jesus folds up the napkin that covered his face, the cloth, and lays it on a table because he's sending a message. I'm not done. I am coming back. It's a beautiful uh, analogy, and he's sending that message to us, his servants, or better, his friends, um, as he tells us that we are. Um, so that's just an interesting detail. Another thing that's really interesting is that 
We do know nowadays where uh, most likely the tomb is that Jesus, Jesus's body was laid, um, and and we've known it for a very long time. But there was a there was a part of time where that was in question a bit, where the exact location, there are kind of two locations that are vying for this particular um, uh, privilege to be the place uh, where Jesus's body was laid. Um, and that, so the question comes into play that for thousands of years uh, before Jesus, people had been marking the graves of significant uh, leaders, controversial figures, and these kinds of things. Jesus, even to this day, is said to be one of the most significant and controversial leaders of all time. Um, his life and death and the story of his resurrection uh, has given birth to this huge faith that has covered the globe. Um, so uh, when, when you look at that, then why wasn't it clear from the very beginning that the tomb of Jesus was marked. Why was there any question at any point in history as to which tomb it was? Well, because you see the early Christians and followers of Jesus weren't so concerned about marking the tomb of Jesus because it didn't matter because Jesus wasn't in the tomb. It was an empty tomb. So who cares where the tomb was? And again, it wasn't too much longer later that they started to make sure that they could identify and knew where that place was. And even though it was in contention for a while, scholars are pretty clear, um, they think, which, which tomb it was. But for a while, not so sure. That is significant. And then, of course, the other quote-unquote proof of the resurrection of Jesus is that there were people that so believed that Jesus had risen from the dead that they went to their death proclaiming the name of Jesus. Not just one person, not just two people, hundreds of people that went to their death proclaiming the risen Lord. And then, of course, there were so many people that told the story, and they told the story so similarly. The details were so shared um, and, and, and that. And across the, the, the years and generations, it's just got to be the case that Jesus was crucified and died on a Friday, and he raised to life on a Sunday. And that truth is the cornerstone of the Christian faith, that Jesus is alive and that one day he will resurrect our bodies as well to new bodies. He'll give us hope to a forever with him, the Father and the Spirit, not often some ethereal heaven somewhere, but here on earth. You see, the earth is our home. And God will renew the earth, regenerate the earth, um, but this is our home. Uh, and so I've actually been working on praying that when I, I pray uh, for so long in my life, I said, God, I can't wait till you send Jesus to come and take us home. The truth of the matter is we, we are home and it matters how we take care of this place if we're followers of Jesus. Because this is the place that he has made for us. Um, and uh, so we celebrate the empty tomb. We celebrate the risen Lord. And we know that that risen Lord has come to once again incarnate inside of us. He sent the Holy Spirit to live in us, to breathe in us, so that we can go out into the world, into our lives, 
to work, home, um, school, wherever else it is, and we can be the flesh and bones of Jesus. We can incarnate Jesus into our lives and then, and then share that love, that grace, that meaning, that purpose into the world, into a place that is broken to help bring healing, into a place that is poor and, and riddled with poverty so that we could bring hope. Um, that Jesus is with us no matter what we experience. And so that to me is part of the joy of the resurrection. That's part of the proof of why I believe that the resurrection is true. Um, and I look forward to the day when I get to see my Savior face to face. That'll be a really good day. Um, and I hope that that's the same feeling that you have as well. Uh, let me pray as we end this reflection. Father God, it's so hard to put into words all the joy and excitement um, and gratitude and thankfulness for all that you endured and went through uh, for us and that you overcame death, uh, that you proclaimed victory um, and you have, um, you have bridged the gap uh, between the Garden of Eden and the Garden of Revelation and you've done that with Jesus Christ. Um, and so we accept, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I know that that day will come um, when he will ro- clothe me with his robe of righteousness, and I'll see him face to face in our forever home, uh, Father. But until that time comes, um, I pray that you would help me and those that are listening uh, to incarnate Jesus to have a relationship, to abide and remain in his presence, and as such, to allow the Holy Spirit to bear fruit into our lives, fruit that will last through an eternity. I thank you um, for the Easter weekend and the story and the celebration and the truth that Jesus is alive. He is not dead. He is risen, and we celebrate. Thank you, Lord, so much. And go with us this week through another week and help us to navigate this week in a meaningful way, even in the middle of COVID, even in all the things that we're going through, to know that you are in charge and you are God and you are good. And there will come a day when all this will be no more. But until then, you're with us and you've given us a call to go and tell others that we have seen the Lord. Thank you so much for all you do for us. Lead and guide us this day. I pray in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. This has been another Pastor's Pad podcast, a daily reflection on life with Jesus. Hope you'll join in as we go through another week. Thank you. Blessings. And hope you can live Jesus full stop, all full stop.